Welcome back to the Week in Review podcast. My name is Sean, if you forgot. Happy Saturday. I hope yours is going pretty well. I haven't done anything yet, uh, just really now, talking for the first time today. <clears throat> but, should have someone coming over in a bit. I might actually have to stop recording early, just depending on when he gets here, but I doubt it. <laughs> What's up with you guys? What did you do this week? Did you do anything cool, memorable, or was it one of those weeks that just seems to flash by in a snap? That's how most of my weeks are getting to be. My day is divided up by um, either when I go to work or when I feed Dave, <laughs> and that's the only really that's the only way I notice time is passing. Or like I saw Aiden Sunday. So, and it's about to be Sunday again. It feels like I just saw him yesterday. That shit's weird. Oh, I guess I'll start with that. Um, Aiden might work part-time for my dad. My dad does home repairs and stuff and was looking for a part-time worker and asked me to talk to Aiden about it because, I mean, he knows Aiden and Aiden's a competent, smart person. Uh, his dad also does construction too, or not construction, but like home repairs. So it's kind of a good fit. But anyway, he asked me to talk to Aiden. And so, like I said, we hung out on Sunday and we were walking, uh, to the spot and he just brought up, yeah, man, I'm trying to get out of this sheet metal factory. Been applying part time. And so far, the only people that responded are Sam's. And I was like, man, that fucking sucks. Would you rather work with my dad? <laughs> And yeah, the whole time I was thinking, how am I going to bring this up? What, what, what am I going to use to segue into this? And he fucking laid it out right there for me. So that was cool. But we'll see if that happens. Um, yeah, that was Sunday. Tuesday, I got to work with William, which the first time in a bit. We finished both of our jobs really early. And the second one was by his house. So we stopped by over there. And we played Yu-Gi-Oh for a bit. I beat him twice. And then after that, we um, he played guitar and I played on his electric drum set. <clears throat> and it was really cool. At first, we kind of just started. Um, he was tuning and I was just getting used to it because it doesn't feel the same as, a, as my drum set or like an actual drum set. So I was just getting used to like how small the heads are and what sounds they make and everything. And then all of a sudden we were playing the same shit without anybody saying anything. We were playing together um, and changing it up. And then every time we needed to stop or every time we ended up stopping, we stopped without saying anything. It was just hit the last note and then we just paused or started talking or whatever. It was really cool. It was like there was a legit connection between us. I don't know. Not in a gay way or anything, but like. That, that shit you see in movies or TV when people are playing music and there's like a synergy, chemistry or whatever, that shit's real. And it's been a while since I've jammed with someone like that. It was pretty fun. We didn't play any specific songs or anything. I mean, he played he played a lot of stuff that he'd written by himself and then I tried to add a drum part to it. And um, then we just messed around playing random shit. But it was pretty fun for the most part. Ah, man, I've, so sick of driving, I've gassed up at least, like, three times in the past week, 
it's really eating a hole in my pocket, but all these jobs recently have been out in the middle of nowhere. Yesterday, I had to drive down to Gun Barrel City. That was like an hour and 10 minute drive. <sighs> Y'all don't want to hear me complain. That's not what we're here for. Um, I realized the last two weeks or three, I'm not sure, there haven't been any songs of the week because I forgot. So we're just going to go ahead and fix that right now. First song of the week is um, The Sultans of Swing by The Dire Straits. Now, the only reason I know about this song is because when I was like 8, 9, 10, I used to run around with my grandpa a lot, and he would always have the his radio on the oldie station, 98.7 K-Love. And if I even tried to touch it or change it, he'd get mad at me and smack my hand. Uh, so, yeah, I ended up listening to shit like... She's a brick house. Uh, that's one I remember hearing a lot. Uh, you know, just all the old shit. The Beatles come together right now over me. Uh, but yeah, uh, Sultans of Swing was one of them. And I really liked that song even back then. Because back then I really did have to try to like that music. I mean, it, it had to grow on me over time. But nah, I really like that song. There are nice drums on it. Um, the guitar is pretty nice. Uh, cool solos from it. And I really like the singer's voice over everything else. It's just got this raspiness to it. And yeah, it's a cool song. And it kind of tells a little story too. So... Go check that out. And then the second song of the week is No Shoes on the Rug, Leave Them at the Door by IDK. And this is actually the first song that really made me discover him. It was, well, not really this song, but a video of a concert that he was at where he was performing the song. And then one of the audience members was in the front and just crying his eyes out. And he paused, the, he stopped the show and talked to him. And uh, basically what happened is that kid had really connected with his mom over that song. And um, they had had a difficult relationship and everything. And she was gone. So he was crying. And um, I don't know, that made me want to check him out and listen to him when I first saw that. Because I saw it on Instagram or whatever. And just the fact that he was real enough to like sit there and have that moment with him, even though... He had to stop the show to do it. I That just really stuck out to me. So, yeah, that's why I listened to him in the first place and why he's one of my favorite artists um, in general. But this song is good. It's a, he's talking about his rough childhood and um, his relationship with his mom, how he thought that she didn't love him or she didn't show him like the love that he needed. But then when he got locked up and went to jail... Everybody else disappeared from his life except for her. And that's when he realized that he would or that he was just wrong the whole time. But the ending of that song really gets you. Like every time the ending of that song has me damn near crying. I mean, it's not anything he says. It's just really great production and like a really good idea that he had. And that's how he ended the song. But yeah, go go check that out. And then 
because I heard that today and I started writing about it, I actually went and listened to his new album that I've been holding back on for a minute. So I'm going to be talking about that at the end. So stay for that. But yeah, those are the songs of the week. <clears throat> Making their triumphant comeback after who knows how long. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and jump into this, man. I don't know how to... I don't want to be too bitchy, but fuck. Why is it... Why is it that females think that it's better to, like, say yes when you ask them out, and then when it comes to the day of, they cancel because of whatever bullshit, you know? I don't want to sound like a fucking incel or shit or anything, but... Uh, oh no, Julian's texting me. Give me one second. Kevin canceled. He's asking because we were supposed to go eat later, but Kevin has a party or something, so he canceled. So he's asking what time we're gonna eat, and so what time you should come over. Uh, I'm gonna say Kevin canceled, comma, but if you're still coming, I want to get tacos. Or we can get tacos. Which, to be honest, I'm kind of broke. But tacos aren't that bad. There's this place by my house called Mario Bros. Ooh, their tacos are so good. Uh, okay, yeah, their tacos are really good. Um, and they're fucking quesadillas too. Anyway, anyway, what was I talking about? What was I talking about? Damn. Oh, it's talking about women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do girls, like, if I ask a girl out and she doesn't want to go out with me, by all, by all reasoning, logic, everything, she just say no, right? When what fucking world is it better to say yes so I'm ready and then I'm, like, kind of looking forward to it? I don't... I can't look forward to shit anymore. I just expect... I mean, I knew this bitch was going to cancel... Not that she's a bitch. That's just how I talk about people. I knew she was going to cancel. I just felt it just because it happens every fucking time. But I don't know why. What in someone's mind makes them think it's better to give you false hope and then like cut that away than to just say no in the first place? I don't know. I have no idea. Anyone that's ever like came towards me and with that kind of intention and if I didn't feel the same way back, I always either just flat out said no, or I made up like a definitive excuse as in, or for example, I have a girlfriend. That's so much easier. Just if you're going to lie to me already, just say that. Just say you have a boyfriend. If you can't just fucking grow some tits. I don't know. You're not, you don't have balls. So grow some tits and say no. I don't get it. I'll never get it. I'm fucking straight up with people. <sighs> but yeah. That's that was the shitty part of my week. Yeah. Okay. I didn't really want to talk about that, but I wanted to get it off my chest real quick, so there it is. Um anyway, what else we got? What else we got? Oh, yesterday we were at a really big house. Why is Julian's asking if I'm free during the week? No, I work. 
Um, Damn, this podcast is already turning to shit. I'm sorry. Anyway, yesterday, yesterday, we were at a really big house. We were at like a 7,700 square foot house. And so all four inspectors were on it. And um, as soon as we walked in, the the dude that owned the house started talking to Garen. And, and he was like, yeah, first question everybody asks, where's the money come from? How do y'all make y'all's money? And Garen is not the type of person of you know, brown nose or buy into this at all. So he was just like, yeah, man, I just, I just stay in my own lane trying to avoid the conversation. Right. But then the dude keeps going. And the funny part is this is, this is the next thing he says. He says, yeah, my wife runs a trucking company. So we, we rent out trucks and trailers and everything. He was like, uh, he just kept walking. Well, who the fuck is so excited to brag about their wife's income you know not not that i'm saying that women should not be the big earner or anything that's completely fine but if that's the case then it should be her that's out there like hey you know what you know what we did to get all this money i run a trucking company the dude shouldn't be right there like yep my wife my wife runs the truck trucking company I, i don't i just that's funny as fuck that he was so adamant to brag about that i don't know Maybe I'm just missed seeing it. And he's super proud of his wife's achievements, which good for him. Husband of the year right there, if that's the case. But I don't know. Anyway, they had a big dog, right? And I got a really good glimpse of the dog because when we first got to the house, I went and found a, um, a hose bib outside to check the water pressure. And as I screwed it on and I crouched down, there was a window right above my head that the dog just darted for and so he was right above my face just right there and it was echoing because of the glass it was really cool (laughs) i was gonna record it but i was doing my job you know but yeah so they had that big dog and the owners of the house and everybody left so they put the dog in a kennel downstairs in a bathroom but eventually I don't know what happened, but the dog got out of its kennel, right? And so I, I walked down there, and Garen warned me as I walked past, because he was walking the opposite way away from it. He was like, yeah, man, don't go in that room. The dog got out of its kennel, and you heard it earlier. I was like, okay, okay, I won't. So I made sure to steer clear of the room that the dog was in. And then as I'm walking out of out of there, out of that area like Garen was, William walks past me, and I... It just slipped my mind or whatever. I didn't I didn't warn him the same way Garen did. And so I'm walking and then I don't take like four or five more steps before I hear the dog from behind me. And my first thought is William. And so I start running down the hall and like William And then as I get down the hall he opens a door behind the behind me in the hall. Like I'd already passed him. He's like, What? <laughs> Here I was thinking that he was getting eaten up by this fucking big-ass dog. So, I'm like, man, I was worried about you. And he's like, no, dude, Karen already told me. (laughs) So, I was worried for nothing. But, um, yeah, that big house was a pain in the ass. It looked really cool inside. It was all white and black interior. Like, white tile on the floor and marble counters and everything. And then black furniture. But the outside was all like sand colored stucco 
It just looked like a big fucking termite hill in the desert. You know what I'm talking about? Or, yeah, something like that. It was pretty ugly. I don't know. The inside was cool, but the outside looked like a fucking, I don't know, the Alamo. There were no windows or anything in the front, only in the back. And they all, they had like 12 four-wheelers. I don't know. That, whatever. It was a big-ass house, and it took us a while to fucking finish. But yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, I realized recently that I used, so, so if my life was broken up into TV episodes, right, like a couple of years ago, every day would have been an episode. I, I mean, I, I just went through a lot of shit, a lot of shit happened to me slash around me. There was a lot going on, but I think now it's more like every episode would be a week of my life because I don't do as much. It's more just, you know, work, home, work, sleep with a shower mixed in there somewhere. And I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I, I talked to Aiden about it the other day. Not this specifically, because I just now kind of got this way to package the idea, I guess, to present it in a more um, consumable way, you know, episodes, TV, shit like that. But no, I was talking to him about, I don't really feel like there's anything big going on in my life right now. Um, I mean, like I said earlier, it's all just kind of a blur, just me feeding Dave or taking showers or waking up, going to sleep. There's not a bunch of big shit happening. Which, I guess, there shouldn't be. I should be happy that there is, I mean, not a lot of shit going on. Because normally, when a lot of shit's going on, it's not good shit, you know? I guess I should just be happy that I'm in a state of normalcy. I mean, I am kind of tripping about money at the moment, but it's not... I mean, I still have money in the, in my savings. Like, I'm not going broke, but... I'm worried about this vet trip coming up. I got to take Dave to the vet Tuesday. Yeah, this Tuesday. And he's, he was acting weird the past couple weeks. He's been sneezing a little bit, which I'm not super worried about because fucking shit sneezes, right? <laughs> People are... what? What's that book? Everybody shits? Everybody sneezes. So I'm not super worried about that, but... He's also been a, I don't know, I feel like more whiny, and he also hasn't been eating as much, but these past two days, he's been starting to eat more, so maybe he fucking overcame whatever that shit was on his own, but let me tell you, man, these vet trips are pretty fucking expensive. I don't know if it's just the last two because of boosters and shots or whatnot, but I'm really hoping it starts to ease up on my fucking wallet. I mean, I am splitting everything with my roommate because it's our cat, but... Man, I didn't know he was going to be this fucking expensive. Like, obviously, I expected to buy food and litter, but I didn't think about $250 vet trips every month. Which, I'm hoping this one... Man, please don't. Please don't be 250 because that really would take, like, a chunk out of my sh what I have left right now, waiting on paychecks. But... He's my responsibility. I signed up to have a cat. No one fucking said, hey, you should get a cat. Well, okay, Rahelio put the idea in my mind. But when he first said it, I was really against it. He said we should get a cat. And that was just too much work in my mind. I said, 
what did I say? I think I told him to get a fish or a plant. <laughs> but then two months later, here I am. Little fuckhead sleeping on the couch right now. <laughs> uh, he follows me around all the time. He always attacks my feet, too. It gets annoying sometimes, man. Like, when I'm at night, when I'm just trying to get a drink or something, or when I'm cooking with grease, I'm worried it'll splatter on him because he's always right there under me. I'm really, really tired of him trying to bite me. That shit has gotten so old so fast. And I, I get that it's probably just playful. He's not... There's no way he thinks he can fucking keep, uh, hunt me or anything. I'm... 15 times his size, but not fucking biting is so irritating. I, I take, I, I'm sorry. I like take my finger away from him or my leg or whatever he's biting on and walk away, but he just does not seem to get it. My mom said he's teething, so maybe that's what it is. He's just trying to ease that pain, but motherfucker, you can chew on a couch. You can chew on anything else that's not electrical or me. I don't know. Your food. Your food's hard. Just crunch on that shit for a little bit. I don't fucking know. But yeah, he's been seeming better these past two or three days, actually. <clears throat> so, we'll see what's up at the vet. Hopefully it's not super expensive. Man, I really wanted to see my uncle play yesterday. He's in a band. Um, he plays drums, too. He's actually who gave me my first drum set. A long, long time ago. Back then, man, I, I didn't ever really use it, if I'm being completely honest. From, I mean, okay. It's set in the garage, right? Which kind of sucks. It's hot as fuck or cold as fuck. Like, it's never comfortable in the garage. Even if you have a fan on and a bottle of water, no one goes in the garage to chill. People that go in the garage to chill are like old 30, 45 year old dudes who hate their fucking marriage and just go out there to drink. And they're drinking, so they're not really worried about how nice it is. But when you're drumming and you can't drink and drum. I don't I don't know that that would work. I know getting high and drumming works pretty fucking well, but I don't drinking and drumming, I would probably end up throwing a stick on accident or hitting I don't know. Now I'm kind of curious. Hmm. TBD to be determined. <clears throat> but anyway, he gave me my first drum set, and until, honestly, until I moved it here, I probably used it, like, less than 15 times total, ever. And that's within, like, three or four years. So, yeah. But, anyway, he's in a band, and he's pretty badass. He He's fucking wild. The last time I saw him, I saw him for just a second, because it was the similar thing. He was playing at a bar, and I was, like, 16, maybe 15, and my parents brought me. And I got to see him play one song before they kicked me out for being underage. But he was hitting cymbals with his head. He was fucking going in. So I wanted to see him last night. But my mom was just coming back from camp or whatever. And she was, feel she was feeling pretty tired. So my parents weren't going to go. So I decided not to go. Because who am I going to talk to if not my parents? I mean, I yeah, I could have gone and watched. And it would have been cool to watch him. But at the end of the day, I'm just going to be sitting there by myself. And I mean, even if my other family is there, I don't, I can't carry a conversation with them like I can my parents. I can sit there and bullshit with my parents the whole night. And I mean, even if it's just me and my dad, I can talk shit about whatever's going on. My mom will get tired of hearing me talk shit eventually, but I feel like I could talk shit with dad for a minute. 
so that sucks. Maybe I'll go see him next time he plays. Just depends on my parents, I guess. Um, I guess we can get to the music for this week. The first thing I listened through were... Yeah, Julian's not fucking coming. That's cool. Alright. I'm not texting his ass right now. I don't fucking care. <clears throat> Sorry. The first thing I listened through was the Further Adventures of Lord Quaz by Quasimodo, a.k.a. Madlib, his uh, alter ego. I mean, the thing I always love about these is Madlib pretty much just does whatever the fuck he wants. I mean, it's really his sense of humor really shines through in all the samples and stuff. I mean, a bus ride is just a cool concept in itself. It's like him and Quaz on a bus and then there's this homeless dude talking shit um, it's pretty funny i think it's the same dude they sample in a lot of the, in a lot of their songs but i'm not really sure um and then obviously it's mad live there's gonna be sick production on all of this i mean everything everything sounds so fucking good greenery's production is super nice like the blending of the instrumental with people talking and the effects it's all so smooth um, on another demo tape, uh, Madlib kind of disses all the wannabes that think they're on his level, like all the people who give them their tape, like, yeah, yeah, man, bump this shit. Uh, he's, that, I mean, like I said, he just gives them a piece of his mind, like, fuck out of here. Y'all can't do shit, kind of. And then, um, Fatbacks has probably one of the best Madlib verses I've heard in a minute, and it's all about fat asses so definitely check this one out if you want something to chew on for a minute um like i said previously mad is probably one of my favorite producers other than the alchemist <clears throat> all right the house is burning this was from isaiah rashad i've been really looking forward to this for a minute and this is the first new album that I've listened to in a minute. Um, new album by like someone that I listened to. And I don't know why that is. I, it just felt really easy to click play. So, I don't know. Maybe I... It's, it can't be that I don't have like, expectations for Isaiah. Because, I mean, all the singles he put out were bangers. All... The Sun's tirade was fucking goaded. Man, let me just stop talking and get into it. <clears throat> Um, you know, just looking through this at first, I was really excited about the features. There, I'm just looking down. There's SZA, Black, Uzi, Smino. Uh, there's a, was there a young? No, no, I'm thinking about the other album. My bad, my bad. Um, Smino. Some of the features, uh, really came through. Uzi had a nice verse on From the Garden. J Rock and J Worthy both came through on True Story, um, as well as SZA and Black on Score. But on what you said, there are two people that I've never fucking heard of featured on that. And they just ruined the song for me, to be honest. It kind of pissed me off. I really I really don't like it when people... Like, it's cool to put people on. But if you listen through the album and it's clear that they're not up to par with everybody else, man, just cut this shit out. But I don't know. That's not my fucking place. I need a drink of water. My throat is dry.
Okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. On what you said, that that's the one where the features ruined it for me. But honestly, I feel like Rashad is always best by himself when he can just kind of set whatever pace he wants and change it whenever he wants. I mean, R.I.P. Young, which probably my favorite song off this. Um, it's a good example of what he does best. Uh, on the chorus, he splits up the or he splits up the chorus, like his way of singing it. Um, but it doesn't even matter. Like he he makes it sound so good, and that's his like stylistic trademark almost. Here, let me. Um, I can't. I don't want to look it up and read it because I know I'm gonna split it in the wrong places because it it just reads it out like. Okay, if the sentence is, I went to the store and bought an apple, Isaiah would spit it like, I went to the store and bought an apple, and then start the next verse. Like, he's so good with it and creative. Just go fucking listen to him, man. If you haven't heard Isaiah Rashad before, what the fuck are you doing in the first place? Um, But yeah, it's, it just all sounds so effortless from it, from him. That's why I like it. Um... Headshots for the locals is another good example of him doing his thing. Um, that was one of the singles that he released for it. Um, let's see, let's see. Was there anything that I wanted to talk about specifically? Uh, I already said true story was really good. Oh, nine to three freestyle. That's another. That's a good example of why I like Isaiah because he just kind of brings up. Um, random shit when he's rapping i mean it's kind of him just messing around but it still goes hard uh, score was produced by kenny beats just want to throw that out there i like kenny beats um hb to you happy birthday to you it's abbreviated uh, i don't know if that was a secret track or whatever or i don't know when spotify started doing this but it didn't it doesn't show until you listen through the album like even though i've already listened through the album i'm looking through it right now and it stops at 15 thib and then there's like um there's like a redacted song you know like in call of duty or shit where they draw the they like exit out there's a redacted song 16 so that's it um that one was really good and laid back all in all this was a pretty good project there were a few songs that i didn't like it will, um, what you said, like I said earlier, uh, and then Claymore with Smino. I just really didn't like the production on that. I don't know what it was, but it shit just wasn't, I wasn't liking it. And I was expecting a little bit from that Smino feature too, but who knows? Maybe I'll go back in a few months and feel differently, but yep. That was The House is Burning by Isaiah Rashad, uh, yeah. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. Let me go back. R.I.P. Young. It samples Project Pat. That, that, just a cool little fucking Easter egg. But yeah. Um, You See For Yourself is the third album I'm going to talk about this week. That's IDK's album that's been out for a couple weeks now. I don't know why I haven't listened to it until now. I mean, assume i would assume the same reason i haven't listened to the tyler or j cole album yet but i don't know maybe maybe my expectations are 
too high and I don't want to disappoint myself. I'm sure I've had this conversation before. But anyway, like I said earlier, listening to that song and um, writing about it made me want to listen to this. So I finally did, and I was pretty happy. I mean, IDK, he's always going for different sounds, and he, he continues to do this on this, whether it's like him s- slower and singing on Puerto Rico, um, a more bouncy song like Peloton, or a mainstream radio hit like Shoot My Shot, which still has really nice production on it. Uh, my favorite my favorite part about the production on Shoot My Shot were probably the... Like the strumming that it's based on, the dun 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 dun, and and the and like the the colors in the back, like the the flourish, like the strings and stuff. Um, um his flow is always good. I mean, he changes it up multiple times in this. I, I mean, on Santa Monica, he which is the first song song, he says that he's switching it up, and he does. I mean, that one's a whole slower flow. I like the production on that. I mean, the vocals, the cell phone stuff. Um, nice call and response with himself, and then it transitions into Dogs Don't Lie. That's one of the, That's another thing I like about this whole album. There, there are some songs that transition into the, the others, and I always like that shit. It just makes it flow better. Um... Another thing, like I said earlier, that really um, draws me to IDK is how he's not afraid to be honest and raw with his emotions and the shit that he goes through. Um, Like I said earlier on... um, Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. I Was Very Bad, that's the name of the album. I Was Very Bad, that's the first album I listened to by him. Um, he, He talks about his childhood and like his situation with his mother and stuff. And he's honest about how it makes him feel. And he, he still continues that on this, on um, 1995, talking about the household he was in when he was growing up and how uh, that affected what he thought about stuff. I mean, like toxic masculinity, he talks about his stepfather a lot and how he wouldn't really show any love or anything. And then um, on Hey Auntie, I mean, it starts, man, it's, I don't, I don't want to spoil the big fucking bomb that he drops in that because I mean, one, that's his, that's his information to tell people. And, um, just the way he does it is really just listen to the fucking song. I'm sorry. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, um, on Hey Auntie, he tries to picture the perfect childhood, uh, kind of that's the concept of the song so he's talking about like all this childhood shit let me let me just go to it (sighs) um yeah it starts a perfect family a perfect example of love is probably something i've never felt but if i had the opportunity to experience it uh what would it be like probably something like Mama cooking breakfast in the morning with a smile on her face like, good morning, baby. Dad reading a newspaper, haircut a temp taper. Now it's time for eating. Hash browns and sausages. Learning a little vegan. Talk for 30 minutes. My lunch pack when I'm leaving. Lunchables deflects. I fist pump like, yes. Capri Sun got me looking like I'm saying cheese. Because a smile is all they want from me. They don't really care what I will become or be. As long as I live happily while living comfortably. No hanging with thugs or living reckless. 
Love was in this movie, my mama the one directing. Never needing a whooping, but always getting the message. Wishing we got Bond, but instead I got, hmm, do it again. And then there's the chorus, and he redoes the verse, and um, instead of this pretty picture that he is trying to paint and envision, it's a little more realistic. And then he drops, he drops a bomb on all of us. I mean, I was... I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about it, and I was speechless. But um, go listen to that song if you want to know what he's talking about. It's really raw stuff, um, and I have a lot of respect for him for being able to tell it because I don't know that I could if that was my situation. Yeah, um, there's a lot more than just that on here, though. There's a there's um, shit to get hyped to, shit to get... You know, it's a little bit sentimental, too. Uh, Crying Church had a nice intro from Seven Streeter. I've never heard of her, but I liked her her vocals. And then there's a nice Bossa Nova beat on there. And then also, he has a DMX praying on there, which is fucking cool. Rest in peace to DMX. Um, I watched... IDK had an episode on Mike Tyson's podcast um, in 2019, but I watched that today. And I just want to start by saying, man, Mike is really intense. (laughs) I mean, what else do I expect from someone who bit a motherfucker's ear off? But Mike will just start talking about random ass shit out of nowhere. And I realize that's why he has Eben on the show to kind of like get him back into uh, get him back into the conversation. I mean... IDK, there were several times where IDK very clearly did not know how to respond or what to say. He just kind of was like, man, that's real or something like that. I mean, they were talking about childhood or something. And Mike started asking why God gave him shitty parents and other kids good parents. So he had to rob and steal and stuff. And they didn't. And all these questions that like... No one can answer. No one can really sit there and talk to you about one because they didn't go through your childhood, and two because what the fuck, you know. But <clears throat> Evan, the this huge fucking deep voiced white dude who's his um, co host, I guess, would normally field those questions and kind of guide it back down into what they were trying to get at, or you know, handle him for IDK because. He didn't know what the fuck was going on sometimes, I mean. But all in all, Mike's still a really good um, interviewer. He, he was good at drawing the questions out of uh, IDK and kind of relating to him. And um, a lot of the stuff that he said about going to prison and um, being violent as a kid. But if you don't, if you don't know about IDK, I guess basically he went to jail at 17 and then he said the first time he went to jail that's when he was like all right i can't this can't be my life and so he went to jail he got out started writing music going to school and then um i think he got he went back on a violation from of some kind but then he talked them out of it because he was in school and he needed he talked to the the clerks or the court clerks or whatever and got back out But then he violated home. What is it called when they keep you in your home? Fucking, I don't know. He he violated home jail or whatever. 
and he had one year left on his sentence out of a three-year sentence. So they made him serve in um, upstate prison. And so that's, he, he says that he's thankful for that because that gives him something to relate to with a lot of people. Um, he explained it a lot better, but the way he explained it was, um, so people that are in the, in the jail or whatever, they don't have like a role model to look up to as someone that came from that and went and did good and succeeded. All the role model, this, this, I'm trying to paraphrase all the role models they have either went about it the wrong way to get famous and, or an illegal way and a dangerous way to get famous or they didn't do that shit at, at all and got famous. But IEK went to jail and then after that decided to, you know, put his head down and become a rapper and really make it. I mean, he's been, he said it was seven years before he really started to see any of this. So he started in 2012. So it would have been 2019 around the time he was doing that interview. But he said he really wants to be an inspiration as to, well, we don't have to go that way. We can do it the legit way and still make it. Um, but hearing him talk about that, and um, he also talked about his childhood being bullied for being too poor, um, too dark, which I've never heard of that shit before. But um, he talks about how all that has an influence on his music and um, his experiences and how really he just wants to be like an inspiration for people, you know, which I think. I think it's a cool thing. I would like to be an inspiration for people. That'd be cool. Maybe not an inspiration, but more of like, I don't know. Maybe how I think of Bill Burr as someone to look up to as like to give advice and stuff. But hmm. I don't want people to be like me. So I don't know if I need to be an inspiration or not. If everybody was like me, the world would fucking be full of assholes and fall apart pretty soon. Yeah. Where the fuck was I going with that? Oh, podcast. Yeah. I I just, in general, I feel like watching a podcast with an artist that you like is a better way to get to know them. And I definitely feel like I know him a little bit more after that. So if you're interested in IDK at all, go check that podcast out. Mike Tyson's pretty fucking funny, too. I mean, it's just funny watching him interact with people. And he's always talking about or not always, because this is my first episode watching, but he talked a lot about how he was, he needed to be humbled and stuff. And it took him like until 45 to realize that, damn, I need to slow down and humble myself. And he was talking about how it was cool that, you know, IDK realized that at 17, that he didn't need to be doing this shit. And yeah, I don't know. It was a cool, cool podcast. Great album. Um, yeah, go check that out. You see for yourself. All one word. The four is the number four, not the letter. And you is not spelled Y-O-U. It's just you, the letter. <sighs> well, we're here we are at the end of another Week in Review podcast episode. I don't know if I'm going to have Julian on. We'll see, I guess. This dude... Trying to see if I'm free tomorrow. I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow, but I don't want to fucking plan shit. I really, it, I just really hate when shit falls through. Like, we had planned this day for a minute, and I'm not really tripping that it had to get canceled. Kevin has a party to go to. 
We can eat any time. I get that. It just kind of sucks. And now Julian's trying to pull out too. But it's whatever. It's still all good because we're still all okay. And we can see each other any other time. See, these are just the things I got to tell myself. If I don't, if I'm not constantly reassuring myself, then I feel like I'll freak out sometimes. It's just, it's all in the thought process. It's all in the thought process. Um, might have my cousin on the podcast Tuesday. He has next week off apparently and was looking for shit to do. So I slid up on a Snapchat and yeah, he might pull up Tuesday. We'll see. I mean, I might've had a fucking date last week, but that shit fell through. So I don't really put too much stake in anything happening in general, but we'll see if he shows up and yeah, that, that about covers it. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. If you're stressing about something, just just give it a second. Like, sleep on it. Do do what you can to take it away from your mind and come back to it later from a different perspective with a different thought process. I mean, man, sometimes ramming your head against the same shit over and over will not do any better. It will not get you where you need to be. It's kind of like when you're looking for something and you've looked everywhere and you've looked everywhere two or three times i mean you've turned over that same fucking laundry basket twice and dug through all your pockets and then you sit down and you really think about your day differently or not differently you, you just sit down and think about your day instead of just walking around looking for shit and you're like <gasps> you know that 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 sharp inhale that <gasps> and then you go look and there it is right where you fucking left it so if you're stuck on something or if something's really bugging you out, just don't fucking think about it for like a second. I know that's hard. My, I mean, I can barely do that. I smoke to do that, to get shit off my mind or to gain perspective. But yeah, sometimes all you really need is to take a step back and look at shit differently. That's it. I'm off my fucking soapbox. Y'all have a great week. I'll see if I see you with a guest or by myself next time. Bye. Oh yeah. We can review at gmail.com if you want to send me emails about um, girlfriend problems, what clothes should you wear to your um, wedding, uh, wedding themes. If you want to ask if I like ass or tits, spoiler alert, I prefer ass, but both are great. And both really don't even matter that much. As, as long as it's not too much. Because there definitely is too big when it comes to both. Anyway, anyway, anyway. What I'm getting at. Send me emails. Ask me about anything. Alright, that's it. Have a great week. Bye.